and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope Evan's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of August 21st, 2023. I had to look at my calendar to see what day of the week it was. I have no idea. My life has been absolutely crazy. It's been a blur. I'm a dad now, which is crazy. Uh, little Miles, you might hear cooing in the background. He's such a such a perfect little boy. Uh, me and my wife are so happy and just absolutely obsessed with him. We uh, we posted uh, a picture of him on, on Instagram. So shout out to everyone who reached out and congratulated us. Uh, it means a lot. And yeah, there's, there's probably going to be plenty of pictures of him that you'll see. But let's move on now to some podcast business. Got to plug everything first here. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Disney World Today. Instagram's a big one. My DMs there are always open. Feel free to uh, shoot me a message. Let me know what you think of the podcast. If you have ideas or suggestions for the show, whether it's uh, just episode ideas in general, top 10 lists, anything like that, uh, let me know. Today's episode is courtesy of one of you guys. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Hannah Mraz on Instagram. She reached out with a uh, an episode idea, and that's what we're going to be doing today. So feel free to shoot by, let me know. It doesn't even have to be Disney related. If you see something cool online, you just want to chat, hit me up there. Also, if you could hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. If you write me a review on Apple, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode and new to Spotify. Uh, if you'd like to support me, support the podcast, you can make a monthly con- contribution to the show. Uh, it's much appreciated. My link to do that is in my Spotify homepage or my Instagram bio. Last week's episode, as I mentioned a bunch of times, was a little different. Uh, the first half of the episode is the audio isn't great. It's me recording as I walk the dogs. It was hot. It was windy. I'm out of breath. Uh, but I had to do what I had to do just to, uh, to get an episode out there. But we talked about Disney adults. And the reason why I kind of felt like I could kind of you know record on the go there is because it's a topic I didn't have to actually like sit down and have notes for. I could basically just kind of talk from the heart, from the soul, you know, just go from whatever is on the top of my head. The uh, the topic of Disney adults is always a big one on social media, Twitter especially. Just seems like constantly like Disney adults are getting made fun of or you know critiqued or for whatever reason. So I basically talk about Disney adults. You know, when that term kind of became popular, that's definitely a new school thing with social media, probably within like the last five or 10 years. And I talk about me being a Disney adult, although I don't know if I fit that criteria anymore because I have a son, but I declared that I wanted to be the president of the, uh, of the Disney adult club, if there is one, because I'm just, I'm just tired of people making fun of quote unquote Disney adults. Like there's nothing wrong with being an adult and liking Disney. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it's wrong for someone to be like over the age of what, 20 and going to Disney and liking Disney, even though they don't have kids, but people of all ages can play video games and build models and play with Legos and all these other arts and crafts. Like those are all okay, but you're not allowed to like Disney and go to Disney if you're an adult. Like, I just don't, I just don't like that. I'm kind of tired of that uh, negative connotation that goes along with the phrase Disney adult. And uh, we also talk about hopefully, you know, the Disney company in general maybe turns things around. That plays a big role. Like, I feel like they need some positivity. It, it just seems like there's always something negative 
uh, going on with the Disney company. So if you haven't listened, that episode's available. It's a little shorter one. And again, I do apologize for the audio. As for this week's episode, as I mentioned, this one is courtesy of a listener. And uh, I got to give a shout out to Hannah Mraz on Instagram. She reached out, sent me a message saying, hey, you know, I have an idea uh, for the show. How about a top five list of Disney pre-show experiences, pre-ride show experiences? We kind of messaged back and forth, had a good talk about Disney. And uh, I believe she was at Disney with her younger uh, cousins. And we were kind of talking about that a little bit. But yeah, pre-ride show slash pre-ride show experience. I think that's a good one. I haven't done that one yet. And that plays a big role in your overall ride experience. So that's all I got for this intro. Let's go ahead and get into it. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. You guys know I love my top 10 and top 5 list episodes, so this one was pretty fun to do. Even with the minimal amount of free time I have, I think I started working on this one. Uh, I was feeding our son, I think it was like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was just making some notes uh, on my on the app on my phone for this week's episode. And this was a good one. I can't believe I didn't do this yet, to be honest. So shout out again to Hannah Mraz on Instagram. Uh, and if you guys have an idea uh, for the show, top 10, top 5, just a general idea, uh, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. But top 5 pre-ride show experiences, this is a good one because as I mentioned in the intro, the pre-ride show slash pre-ride experience at Disney plays a big role in the overall experience of the ride, in setting up the story and the theming. And um, yeah, it, it's something Disney has pretty much perfected, I think. And now it seems like with these new rides that they keep opening, that there's going to be some sort of pre-ride show or some sort of pre-ride um, experience. Um, so I'm going to do my top five list. I have some honorable mentions as well. And I'm, I'm going to start off right away and give one of my honorable mentions. The, uh, the first one I wanted to include, I might as well just say it out front, is uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. I haven't ridden it yet. I've seen a bunch of videos on it. My family's ridden it and uh, you know my friends and, and told me about it. I don't know if it would have made my top five because I didn't like experience it myself, but it does look pretty cool of what I've seen like on YouTube and stuff. It looks pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. So I, I at least have to put it in the honorable mention list. And I figured I might as well just say that one first so that, you know, while I'm doing my top five, you're listening, being like, whoa, 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 where's Rise of the Resistance? Like, I just, I couldn't include it on my list. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. So that one's out of the way. All the rest of them are on the table. And then I'm including, it's not just pre-ride videos. Um, the way that she phrased it on Instagram was perfect. Like pre-ride show experiences. Because not all of them are videos. Some of them, it's, you know, just... An experience like I can't really say it without giving away some of my list but the uh, the first one on my list my number five is a perfect example of this it's a pre-ride experience there's no video and we're heading over to Epcot one of my favorite attractions test track you know what's crazy to me is that 
if this, if I was doing this podcast, like, what, 10, 15 years ago, uh, or if it had never been changed, the original test track, it's pre-ride video, might have been my number one, to be honest. Like, I love it. My family, like, we're obsessed obsessed with it. We still quote it. Bill McKim uh, up in the uh, control booth in the testing facility. Just an awesome pre-ride show. Uh, that one definitely definitely would have been in contention for being my number one. But they redid Test Track in like 2012, 2013, something like that. There is no longer a pre-ride show video. But the experience, I had to put it on my list here. I mean, you get to design a car while you're waiting. You know, you've been waiting in line. You get to this one area where technically you're still waiting. You know, you're not ready to go on the ride yet. But you get like five minutes or whatever to design your own test vehicle. And it's, come on, it's pretty cool. It's fun. It's cool. You know, it's one of those things, yeah, maybe it's not as cool as the first time you did it, but it's still pretty fun to kind of mess around with different options and, you know, making different types of cars. Maybe you want to, you know, build a giant monster truck the the first time. And then the next time you'd make this small car, you know, that's um, like economy friendly. Uh, It's, it's a lot of fun. It definitely is a, a pretty unique way to do it. I don't think there's anything else like this at Disney or anywhere, really. Like, while you're waiting in line for, you know, the ride, you're, you're designing the car that you're riding in, kind of. Definitely helps pass the time. It's one of those things, too, like, um, after I did it, I was pretty pumped to, like, watch people do it for the first time. So uh, the first time I wrote the new Test Track, I think I went down at Christmas and, like, that summer when my family came down, I was I was like, hey, we have to go through the normal line so that you get the full experience of designing your own car. Uh, so I got to see them do that. That was cool. You know, my, my wife, the first time she did it, uh, my sister's boyfriend, like, it's cool to show people, like, hey, here's this ride test track. Before you go on, you get to kind of have fun and be creative and design your own car. My one kind of, like, knock on it, you know, as I kind of mentioned, like, after the first few times you've written it that you can kind of skip it um i wish there was more of a way to kind of show off the leaderboard um i think it would give people more incentive to pay attention and try and be creative and and you know kind of take their time and do it if somehow it was like linked um to your magic band where everyone could see it so like let's say you had the 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 best overall score of the car like I wish you could like put in your initials or your name and it would say, oh, Kevin Pope on July 30th had the highest score. Like, I think that would be cool. I know you can kind of do that towards the end of the ride, but it's like just like an afterthought, like almost like Toy Story Mania where they show you like the top scores of the day, top score of the car, like stuff like that. Like make it a little more personal, like almost like a video game and let me put in my initials or show off my name or where I'm from, like something like that I think would be cool. But that's my number five pick, a uh, pretty pretty fun pre-ride experience test track. All right, let's move on to my number four pick. My number four pick is a classic. We're heading over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, and this one has been unchanged since around 1999, I think is when it opened. I'm going with Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. And, you know, maybe, maybe this one isn't the most immersive, but... With me and my list, like like I said, this one's been around forever. It's a classic. And you know what? I think it sets up the ride like really well. Plus the fact it's like very quotable. I think that plays a role. But 
it sets up the ride perfectly, I think. Here you are, you're entering uh, a recording studio, G-Force Records, the entire queue kind of, you're kind of building up to that when you're on the outside of the building. Uh, you know, you, as you're walking in, you see like all the records, all like the memorabilia, stuff like that. Then you get to the pre-ride show area and you see a recording studio. And you know, the fact that this came out in like 99, 2000, whatever it was exactly, um, and it still holds up like the technology is really good with like that projection screen that like makes them look like they're actually there you know they have like a, a physical recording studio set up with like drums and stuff and then kind of behind the glass they have the uh the video of the uh the band aerosmith you know behind there and you know you see steven tyler you see like their manager come up and you know what she says uh, you know, what they kind of say to each other builds up the entire ride. Like, here you are, you're at Disney, you're going on this roller coaster, there's a giant guitar. Like, why is it called Rock and Roller Coaster? Is it just going to play music? No. You get to the pre-ride show area, and they pretty much tell you, hey, you're, you're, you went on a tour to see Aerosmith, they have to leave, they feel bad, they want to give you backstage passes to their concert. The problem is there's a bunch of traffic, they're running late, the only way to get everyone to the concert is to get a super stretch limo that's super fast. Like, and you know, there's so many good quotes in that pre-ride show between them and uh, the manager. Like the one that's like Steven Tyler's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love that idea. Like that, that's a great quote. Um, it's iconic. It builds up the ride. You know, the doors open and you're in the alley. You see the uh, the stretch limo waiting for you. It just plays perfectly. Uh, and just sets the theming for the ride itself. And that, that's what makes it great, is that they didn't have to do that. You know, Disney could have just kept everything the same, gotten rid of the pre-ride show video, and it, it, it would have just been a roller coaster set to Aerosmith music, and it would have been fine. It would have worked. You know, there's that coaster at Universal Studios. That's pretty much what it is. Like, it's a coaster where you pick music and you just listen to music. Disney went the extra mile and was like, hey, let's get a little backstory here. Like... Let's see Aerosmith. Let's have them invite you to their concert. Let's give them some backstage passes, put you in a super fast, super stretch limo and get you there. Like it, it's perfect. It fits perfectly, sets up the theming. And uh, you know, the fact that it's been there for so long definitely plays a role when it comes to me and my list. So my number four pick, Rock and Roller Coaster. All right, for my number three pick now, again, uh, with my list, like <laughs> I'm obviously gonna be a little biased this one makes my list. It's, you know, maybe it's not the best, but it's just one that I love and I had to put it on my list before it's gone. My number three pick is Dinosaur at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, I have to say, I love Dr. Seeker. I think he's an iconic character. I love, and I quote all the time where he's like, hello there. Like, I say that so much um, that it would be egregious for me not to have it somewhere on this list. It's been there for so long. It's iconic. Um, again, I feel like it sets up the ride very well. It kind of tells you like what you're doing. You know, you go on dinosaur. You're obviously it's it's dinosaur themed. You're walking through this like museum or dino institute. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what kind of ride this is. You don't know what the plan is. But you see this pre-ride show video, and what makes it great? It's like it starts off as like this serious like safety video um, with the um, I forget her name, but with like the lead kind of uh, boss. Um, and then it cuts out to the crazy, wacky 
scientist employee who's like, hey, I know you're supposed to be going on this tour to this like safe area, but I got a different idea. I'm sending you back to a different time right before an asteroid hits. I need you to bring back a dinosaur. It's perfect. It builds it up. He gets caught in the act. He's like, oh, actually, no, just kidding. You know, those coordinates are locked. The boss walks away and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, just kidding. Yeah, access granted. It's so great. Sets up the ride perfectly. It's been there for a long time. You know, I think Dr. Seeker is, he's a pre-ride show character that probably could have gotten more. You know, they probably could have added him more to the ride, like maybe in the post-ride um, area. Maybe they, you know, do more with him as the character, like a wacky scientist, Dr. Seeker. Like, it, it seems like he could have, like, an animated show on Disney Plus or something like that. Um, just a great character. Love the ride Dinosaur. You know, there's always been rumors about it closing soon, so... Um, I want to make sure it gets its proper respect here. And, you know, maybe at number three, you're thinking, eh, you know, it's okay. It's old. It's dated. You know, maybe that's the one drawback of it is that pretty much since it opened, it hasn't really been changed. They added a little bit to it. They added like the, the, a couple cut scenes from the movie Dinosaur, uh, when the ride changed from Countdown to Extinction to Dinosaur. Uh, so you see like the little cutaway to the Iguanodon. But other than that, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. And yeah, there are moments where it definitely looks like it's from 1998 or whatever. But I still love it. I think it's iconic. And I think there's a good enough following uh, of people who, who love it as well, who can kind of support me with it at number three here. So my number three pick, Dinosaur, the pre-ride show with Dr. Seeker. All right, we've done my top three. Now the top two. My number two pick, I believe this is the one that uh, when uh, Hannah on Instagram messaged me, like this is the one that we were initially talking about, and it's definitely on my list as well. But my number two pick is the pre-ride show at Tower of Terror. Like, Tower of Terror is such a iconic, intimidating attraction. Arguably the best themed attraction in all of Walt Disney World. It's definitely one of those attractions where as soon as you step foot in the queue, you're like immediately transported to whatever like time that the, the theming kind of takes place. Like with Tower of Terror, as soon as you get in line, like I'm thinking like, whoa, like where am I? I'm in some like 20s or 30s like abandoned hotel. It's creepy. The music, there's cobwebs. It looks like an actual hotel. And uh, that's what makes it great is that theming. It makes you believe like you're there. It doesn't, you don't, you forget that you're in Orlando, Florida at this theme park. You know, you're in this hotel in the 20s. It's crazy. Then you see the, the pre-ride show. And I don't know about you guys. I'm 33. I still get creeped out when I watch this show. Like, I wish sometimes I could just skip this. Just put me on the elevator. Let me hurry up and get this ride over with because I am terrified and I just want to get this over with. Like, that's how I feel with this one. I'm old enough to, uh, to remember the old Twilight Zone TV show. And uh, when I was a kid, it would be on, like, late at night and you would catch it sometimes. Like, you know, the cartoons would end and you'd leave the TV on the, like, Nick at Night or something. And I'd be like 10 or 11 o'clock and all of a sudden the Twilight Zone theme's playing. And I'm like freaking out trying to get the remote. Like as soon as I hear that narrator's voice in this pre-ride show, I'm like instantly transformed to, you know, 10-year-old me who's seeing the Twilight Zone show like in the dark in my parents' basement, like totally creeped out, 
scared, like can't sleep that night. Gives me PTSD. I'm like, just get me out of here. I don't want to. I don't want to watch this. I, I don't want to listen to it because his voice is so iconic and just creepy and eerie. It just kind of just goes through your soul, but it builds it up perfectly. And then you know the door is open. You go to the next room. You know, pretty soon you're in this. Uh, you know, the the boiler room, the dungeon with all the service elevators, and it's like, man, this is absolutely creepy. I think that's what makes the 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 ride great. That's what makes the pre-ride show great, is that it just adds to the the scariness. It adds to the creepiness, and that's what you want in an attraction. You know, it, it it's like the old TV shows. Like it tells an entire story, uh, but with like these Disney pre pre-ride shows, like it tells an entire story in like a minute and a half, which is crazy. You know, why am I in this this hotel? Why am I you know on a drop ride like that's an elevator? Well, he's gonna explain. You know, explain why. And uh, just all those things, I think, makes it great. Definitely worthy of a top five, you know, top two. You could probably argue it could be one uh, if you really wanted. So for me, it's my number two, Disney's Tower of Terror. All right, my number one pick. This is probably going to be the popular one. Again, this is one that doesn't have a pre-ride show video. It's more of an experience. And you could probably guess it. My number one pick is Disney's Haunted Mansion. One of the most iconic scenes of all Disney attractions. This is one of those that I feel like even like casual fans know the, the stretching room at Haunted Mansion. You know, they don't need a video. You know, the narrator's voice and just being in that room like does it all. And it's great. Like, first of all, like when you first go, when you're a kid, you know, they even say it like in the audio, like, is this room like actually stretching? Like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, the room is actually stretching. What else could it be? You know, the cast members play a big role. Like they're walking around you, making sure you're not close to the walls. The the, the iconic stretching room, like they have the uh, the portraits on the wall. Like that, you know, at, at first when you walk in, they just look like, look like normal portraits. Then as the room stretches, you see all these like, like they're like above an alligator or there's TNT, like they're in quicksand, like that in itself is iconic. What a great experience. Like it's one of those, again, when you, as soon as you walk through those doors, you're instantly transported. Like you don't know where you're at. You're not in Orlando at Walt Disney World. You're not at a theme park. You're in this haunted mansion. You're in this room that you don't know how it's stretching. Are you, are you? actually stretching are you moving in an elevator up are you moving down is it all fake you have no idea then you go into the next room and you're you're about to get on the ride so i think the haunted mansion is an easy pick for my number one it's definitely the most iconic and it's one of those they don't even need a video to kind of tell you the story the just the elements around you the theming and the narrator's voice uh give you the story so that's my number one pick pretty easy choice i, I feel like a lot of you guys would agree but the Haunted Mansion. All right, so for my honorable mentions, I have a few of them here. The first one I want to talk about, actually, is Muppet Vision. And I feel like this one doesn't get talked about a lot, but the Muppet Vision 3D pre-show, I think is great. And I think because it's the Muppets and it's an older attraction that's been there forever, you know, hasn't changed, you know, maybe that's why people don't kind of talk about it that much. But when you actually kind of pay attention and focus it's it's a it's a great pre-show it's funny it's entertaining it helps pass the time it gives you an idea of like what the story behind the ride is but most of all i mean i think it's pretty pretty humorous 
and a lot of like puns and quirkiness. I think you just got to appreciate that. It's one of those pre-shows that my family quotes a lot. Like we've seen it so many times and we just love it. So we quote it all the time. You know, I, I they've added to it a little bit after the, uh, the newer Muppet movies came out. Like you can see like Kermit's like evil twin or whatever that is. Uh, but the original like story is great. Um, you know, I feel like the only thing that would make that pre-show better is if they had like chairs or benches in there. Cause like, that's one of those things. Like if you enter at the wrong time, like you're standing there for like 10 or 11 minutes, whatever, just waiting for the previous show to end. So you could go into the theater and it's like, my feet hurt. You see people like sitting down, no one's paying attention. I feel like if they had like benches, like rows of benches in there, um, I feel like one, it would be more comfortable. It would kind of force people to pay attention more. So the Muppet Vision pre-show has to make my honorable mentions list. I love it. Very quotable. Definitely um, underlooked. The next one on my list here, Flight of Passage. Now, maybe a lot of you guys would have this in your list. It's cool. It's definitely cool. Um, It's cool the first time you do it. Um, when you're standing there and they have to like scan your body and you can see your image like on the screen, it's definitely cool. You know, maybe for like younger kids, they think it's like the coolest thing ever. But my main kind of gripe with this one is a couple things. One, I feel like it's too long. Like it's, it's way too long of a pre-ride show experience. Like you get the, there's like two separate rooms. It's way too long. It just kind of drags out a little bit. And like, especially when you go on this more than once, like, after that first one, you're like, okay, can we just kind of move this along now, please? Um, and the second thing is like, I feel like that actor isn't the best. You know, there's that line that everyone quotes where he's like, he goes, and uh, fly. It, it seems so cheesy to me. Like the acting just feels cheesy and off. Um, and like from the first time I wrote it, like that's what I thought. It's not something I, I've noticed as the the trips have gone on the first time I wrote it I was like whoa this is cool they're scanning my body and then I'm thinking like when he says a fly I'm like did they like like mess up and just not change it like it it just seems so off and I'm not some sort of acting expert or snob or anything that it just compared to some of the other pre-ride shows this one seems like the cheapest and the cheesiest I also like the Soren pre-ride show um mostly just because it's Patrick Warburton and he is like an iconic voice that everyone likes to impersonate. Uh, it's, it's kind of iconic, I guess. There's really not much to that one. Um, but it's, it's nice, you know, nice enough to make my honorable mentions list. Um, let's see what other ones do we have back in the day, alien encounter had a good one. I think it was like with the timekeeper. Was that the same ride? I remember alien encounter having some sort of pre-ride show that kind of built up, um, to what the attraction was going to be. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad has a pre-ride video. I barely remember it, so I can't really include that one. And the only other one I can really think of is uh, Mission Space. used to have um, Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump, but I've heard they've uh, replaced him. I wouldn't know because I'll never ride that attraction again. And uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room has a little bit of a pre-ride show experience uh, with some animatronic birds outside, which is kind of cool. But that's my honorable mention list. That's my top five list. I was thinking though, like what rides could use a pre-ride show or pre-ride show experience? Like not necessarily that they need them, but let's say Disney was going to add a couple 
pre-ride show experiences to some of the current attractions like which ones would be a good fit i think expedition everest would be cool i feel like they could do something pretty scary you know the you know the fact that the actual yeti animatronic is broken like maybe um in the pre-ride show video they show off the yeti a little bit just to kind of uh add a little bit to like that scariness that creepiness you can talk about the legend of you know the yeti and expedition and the uh, you know mount everest in general i think that would be pretty cool you could do a lot with that i think the jungle cruise could use one you know especially now you know they did the 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 movie with the rock maybe you add the rock to it maybe not but i feel like the jungle cruise is one like how is there not a pre-ride show experience like the entire ride is based around like jokes and puns and being interactive with you know your skipper you know some sort of pre-ride video pre-ride experience i think that would kind of add to it you know just thinking about that just made me remember maybe the best pre-ride experience of all time was the backlot tour um with the harbor attack experience like that was pretty cool i got to be in that twice you know before you go on the actual backlot tour there's like this special effects um demonstration where they picked people from the crowd to like do like these like water effects and stuff and they like cropped it with some pre-made video and made like a little movie trailer out of it like that was a lot of fun can't believe i left that one out but expedition everest and jungle cruise i feel like are the two that if they were to add some sort of pre-ride show experience to a current attraction like those would be my my two picks but that pretty much wraps up my list and my episode again thank you to hannah mraz on instagram for reaching out and uh, giving me the idea for this episode you guys are sitting there listening thinking like hey i got an idea for uh for an episode whether it's a top five list top 10 just something in general feel free to uh, shoot me a message on instagram especially now lately with just everything i have going on i'm gonna be probably relying on uh on you guys and some of the ones you sent in i have a couple more written down that uh you know you guys have sent in to me which is great so you know now instead of me just kind of sitting around thinking and trying to figure out what i'm gonna do I just take your ideas, start working on them. You know, I, I don't have much free time nowadays, um, but I'll do what I can. And I, I've talked about it a lot and I'll keep mentioning it. I'm going to do my best to get these episodes out on time. I'm going to do my best to um, kind of have the audio not be terrible. Uh, I can't guarantee that. There might be days where I'm recording while I'm walking the dog or while driving or, you know, on my lunch break when I go back to work. Like, I don't know. You know, I just got to kind of take it day by day. You know, I was able to kind of cut away for a little bit and uh, and record. Couldn't record while walking the dogs today. It's, uh, it's currently 98 degrees, great band, uh, in Chicago with like uh, the heat index is like 105, 106. Everyone was freaking out. Um there's like a heat advisory or heat warning. I know people, if, if you're living in Florida, you're probably used to this. You know, the last few weeks, last month have been pretty hot for you guys. I think like Texas as well, but couldn't do that. Couldn't take the dogs for a walk. It's a little too hot for them as well. But thank you as always for listening. Um, I talked about it on last week's episode and I've mentioned it before, but and I stand by it. I truly believe that you guys listening right now you guys who follow me on Instagram, I truly believe that we have the best Disney community that there is online. You know, I, I started this podcast because I used to listen to Disney podcasts. And I would have so many ideas and thoughts 
and I would tweet at them, I would send them messages, I would comment on their posts, and not, never once got a like, got a reply, got a message, none of that. You know, part of the reason why I wanted to do my podcast was to give people like me and you like a voice when it comes to Disney and opinions on Disney. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, oh, I know it would be a cool pre-ride show video, send it my way. Or if you have ideas on anything else, Disney related, you know, topic ideas, stuff like that, or just Disney ideas in general, you want to vent about Disney, you want to talk about your trip, like I'm all ears, pun intended, um, hit me up on Instagram. You know, uh, you can follow me on TikTok and YouTube as well, uh, but Instagram's the big one. If you can too, I'd appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button. If you haven't left me a rating yet, please do so. That takes like a half a second. Uh, you can leave me a rating and a review. And if you'd like to, no pressure. I'm never going to have like a Patreon where I charge money for you guys to have to listen to me. Like I, I just can't do that. Uh, but if you do want us to say thank you, you enjoy the show, you, you enjoy listening to me talk about Disney, being a huge Disney nerd, want to say thanks. It's much appreciated. I'll use it to, uh, you know, buy a coffee, uh, which I'm going to need some of these, some of these late nights. Uh, the link to do that is in my Spotify homepage and my Instagram bio. That's all I got. You guys have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. If you're in a heat warning, stay safe, stay cool. If you're at Disney right now, I'm extremely jealous. If you're going to Disney soon, again, I'm extremely jealous, but that's all I got. Take care. Always remember, it all started with a mouse.